Welcome listeners to Sleep, Eat, Perform and Repeat. This is a podcast on high performance. It will be presented by myself, David Clancy, and my two co-hosts, Connor Gavin and Kieran Dunn. What we're striving to achieve here is figure out what makes high-performing individuals tick, why they do what they do, and why are they successful. Rate and review, share with your friends, but most importantly, enjoy. Welcome everyone to Sleep, Eat, Perform, Repeat, episode number 41. Today we spoke to Charlene Maudsley, Irish International 200 metre, 400 metre, Puma sponsored athlete and Irish champion, currently studying sociology and new media in the University of Limerick, Ireland. We learned about what is high performance to Charlene, be that nutrition, self-care and recovery. We had the differences between summer and winter training for track and field athletes explained to us, which was very interesting also. Charlene shed light on balancing the university commitments with that of being a high-level competitive runner and opened up on her injury history and what she learned from that whole experience. Charlene tells us that a big goal for her is 2024 Olympic qualification in Tokyo, and we would not bet against her. There is so much to take away from this episode from key themes such as drive, overcoming setbacks with resilience, and constant learning. A big shout out to Tony Gonzalez and his podcast Wide Open. We asked a question inspired from his pod about a meal that we want to be healthy but isn't healthy and what would that be for Charlene. If you'd like more information on this episode or any of our others, check out our website at www.sleepeatperformrepeat.com. Please subscribe, share, rate and review, but most importantly, listen and enjoy. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Sleepy Perform Repeat. We're joined on the, on the line here with Charlene Maudsley. I'm going to pass you over to David to introduce you, Charlene. Hello listeners, so Charlene is an Irish track athlete who competes the 200 and 400 metres. She's an Irish champion with her most recent win in Santry, Dublin this year, 2019. She hails from the Premier County, which to you outside of Ireland, that is Tipperary. And she's currently based in the University of Limerick, currently studying um, sociology and new media. She has a scholarship there. So we're, we're very much looking forward to hearing what exactly high performance means to Charlene, but also her story to date. So Charlene, how's things? Tell us a little bit about what's going on in your life these days. Um, well, at the moment, I suppose I'm just in college. So I'm in my third year of semester one. And at the moment, it's week 11. So there's kind of a, a lot going on at the moment with winter training, six days a week. And a lot of assignments are building up now as well. Um, I'm quite lucky that with my college course, I don't actually have too many hours, which was kind of why I picked the course when I was like going into college, because I'd be able to train around it. Um, but at the moment, it's quite busy. You know, I'm training and I'm doing assignments and I'm going to college all on top of that. So it's quite busy at the moment. So you've obviously touched there on the, the pretty grueling winter winter season of training. Just just give people that maybe don't have so much background into track kind of a little bit of light as to what exactly that means. That sort of training you're doing week to week at the moment. Yeah, well, at the moment, um, it is actually confusing for some people because they're like, oh, it's winter and you don't race until, you know, February. Why are you training now? So I train six days a week and I train from Monday to Saturday. 
some some tough sessions um just to kind of keep you taken over uh to when you go to race like in february which will be indoors but for me personally i am a better outdoor runner so when i go to run indoors i won't be too bogged down on my performance because i'll kind of train through indoors and focus on outdoors because for me it just seems to be better um then training i suppose like on Mondays and Wednesdays, I do a gym session at 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Tuesdays, I have track, which varies, and again on Fridays. And I have a hill session on Saturdays. And then on Thursday, it's an individual session. So you just have some a bike session and an individual gym session. So it's I suppose it is a lot. But when it comes to outdoor, or outdoors for me, my training is tapered down quite a lot. So the sessions that I'm doing this time of year is a lot more endurance based than it will be when it comes to the summertime, which will be a lot more speed. And let's just compare versus say as a triathlete, right? That's quite a diverse sort of training week. Is there is there a session within that week that you are really comfortable with or the one that you find particularly hard? Because firstly, I'm kind of going geez, what's that hill session like? That sounds like something pretty taxing on the body. So for, what are the ones that are the easier ones? Never mind the fact that you're obviously more a summer athlete, probably would rather be training in Tenerife or something like that. But um, what are what are the kind of training sessions that you're strong at and the ones that you find a bit more difficult at the moment? Um, so for me, last year, I ended up moving up to the 400 meters because I got injured the year before and I was just very scared to kind of run fast. So for me, personally, I'm better at the endurance sessions, which will be like today, for example. And that will, because I'm better at them, I have more confidence running them. So I think I prefer them rather than when it goes to speed session. I'm still probably a bit scared because I was injured that I don't really enjoy them that much. So yeah, endurance sessions for me. Again, gym wouldn't be too hectic it wouldn't be too intense or anything but it still wouldn't be my favorite session as I only started gym last year so yeah enduring sessions will be my favorite great stuff Shailene just mentioned you mentioned the uh, 2018 was a bit rough for you a bit few injuries John just tell us a bit about that um yeah so it was actually when I was in my first year of college um I ended up getting my tonsils out in the September of so just when I went to college, I ended up getting my tonsils out. And I think I was kind of just run down for a couple of weeks after that. So when I started back training, I ended up getting, you know, just some small niggles and stuff. But um, it wasn't anything too serious. And then, like you actually mentioned, I went training in Tenerife um, for two weeks. And in the, the fifth day, in the fifth day, I actually pulled my hamstring. And I had never really been injured before, so I didn't really understand like why I was getting injured or anything. And then again, it came to Easter. I had just been doing, to be honest, the bare minimum rehab. And it came to Easter, and then we were going to go uh, warm weather training again to Tormelinos, and I pulled my hamstring again. So then it was just, you know, I didn't really know what to do with myself. So I ended up um, leaving the training group that I was with and just training on my own for the rest of the summer. And then I was getting MRIs and stuff. I was with Athletics Ireland and I was in Santry Sports Clinic. And there was just nothing that was showing. So I ended up training through the summer and I pulled my hamstring again when I went to run my first race. Is this the same leg all the time? 
I need the same like yeah it was oh, wow. just that I wasn't doing I didn't have a strength and conditioning program okay. so my body just wasn't able for the training load that I was doing so I ended up um, getting a new coach and joining uh, a group with that I ended up doing strength and conditioning with so it ended up working out in the end thank god yeah yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to touch on um you, you said something quite interesting there a couple of minutes ago, scared to run fast, right? Yeah. I, if I'm looking up your background, the first thing that comes to mind would be, well, there's a girl that definitely knows what speed means and what fast means because you are you have to be able to run fast, 200, 400 meters. There's no way I'd be able to do it. So so tell us a little bit, explore what that means. You know, if you pulled your hamstring, of course, that's going to have a huge effect on your ability to accelerate out of the blocks and be powerful. And, but... Talk to us a little bit about, you know, being scared, but how you've tried, how you've overcome it and pushed on from there. Yeah, I suppose because I moved to a new coach and I had a strength and conditioning, you know, background for the last two years. It's kind of given me a lot more confidence to be able to run fast in that kind of way. When I first joined my new coach, um, Gary Ryan, I actually wasn't like I was going to the sessions and I was kind of doing the bare minimum. I wasn't going fast and I'm sure he vouched for that as well. Hmm. Um, but like I suppose being scared to run at the time, like to run fast, like you just don't want to get injured again because you know firstly how sore it is, but I think it's the rehab, you know, like you're out for nearly eight to ten weeks each time and then knowing that like that's could be another like option like I suppose when you're running fast it's just kind of scary or it scared me but I think like this year I have a lot more confidence because I was able to race all last year and I was back running at Europeans and stuff so I don't think I have I, I don't think it's fair for me to say this year that I will be scared to run fast I think that because I have the strength and conditioning background now that I'm actually okay and in my head I'm like okay I can take it up another step now this year and just building on that, you're looking into, you know, getting up out of bed to go do a training session during that injury rehab period. What are the things that get you through there? So what is something, a strategy, anything to do, goal setting? What gets you out of bed to say, you know what, I'm going to be all right getting through this? Because it's a very difficult time for an athlete, especially, and after you saying three recurrences of the same hamstring, that's a huge mental blow to take on the third time. So what did you use personally? Well, when it actually was happening at the time, I didn't really know what to do. I didn't understand that I had to do rehab. I just thought my body would recover. So I wasn't actually doing a whole pile at the time until it came to summer. And, you know, I was out of college and I was at home and all my friends from athletics were going to Europeans and I was sitting down, you know, watching the TV and watching everyone on it. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, I'm missing out on this just because I didn't do the correct rehab and stuff. So then I think that was kind of, you know, a kick up the backside. And when that kind of put me like down so low, I was able to kind of like brush brush it off my shoulders and just kind of take a step on and know that like I want to be there and I want to be one of the best. So I think that's kind of all that got me through. Very good. Now, Charlene, let's just, let's just take a step away from um, the hamstring for a little minute. And I'd like to talk about preparation because you're obviously in in an elite sporting environment there when you're having to train so hard for so long behind 
behind you know the doors per se and none of us kind of see what goes on in that training regime it's only when we see out on the paddock with the lights on and you've got your short space of time to perform but but what's the preparation like for for someone's competing at 200 400 meters um well like obviously the preparation at the moment is you're training six days a week and you're giving it everything you can in every session you know like for me i i'm not a puker my training partner is but i'm a crier so if i hit lactic you will hear me from the opposite end of the track just crying (laughs) but when it comes to like you know indoors and stuff so maybe like a month before a race i'm preparing for that one race even if it's indoors and i said that's not like something i focus on too much i will still give myself that month of preparation i want my diet to be you know good like my diet isn't great but I'm seeing a nutritionist at the moment so hopefully it will get better um so I always try to make sure I have like the correct nutrition and that I'm sleeping properly like I live in Limerick but I'm not too far away from my home house so if I'm racing like maybe two weeks before I'll just stay at my home house where like everything is kind of set up for me so I have the right preparation all of the time and then the week of a race your training is very tapered for the race so you're not doing a whole pile like the load is taken off massively so you're ready and your body's prepared to race at the weekend so yeah very good excellent so you've you've obviously listed a lot of things and it's very right on the money in terms of how you prepare for something did you were you educated on this or did a certain coach give you this this knowledge or have you learned it yourself what's the best you know way for an amateur athlete or someone who's trying to excel to go about finding out how how to work their body correctly well, to be honest, I've trained in the University of Limerick since I was actually in third year of school. So I've kind of always been in that environment that I always trained with a group of people who were a lot older than me. So regardless of me, when I was like, just say that age, I was like 15 or 16. Like I was always in a training group where everyone was much older than me. So I didn't really have much of a choice not to become mature about things and understand things. So because I was around that environment and everyone kind of did the correct things, you kind of just eventually learn to do it yourself. And I think that's kind of how it worked for me. Very good. Let's let's build a little bit more on that experiential knowledge. And like, do you do, what do you do to prepare yourself for a big comp or a grueling training session? Like with your, you've got five minutes, you've got 10 minutes before you're out there and you're needing to run. What, what, what happens? What does, what does Charlene do physically or mentally to get herself in that space, to get, to get in the zone per se? Um, well, before a race, usually I would look up, this would be maybe a couple of days beforehand, I would look up the start list so I will know who's in my race and who I'm going to be racing. And then maybe an hour before your race, you'll find out which heat you're in or who's in the race with you. So I always know like who's in the lane inside me or in the lane outside me. So I kind of judge a lot off that. Like I know a lot of people would prefer not to know. But for me personally, I like to know who's around me and who's in my race so I kind of warm up um an hour before my race I put my headphones in and I don't speak to anyone then I'll have a can of Red Bull and a caffeine tablet before maybe a half an hour before my race so when I'm in the call room I'm ready and then I suppose when we're in the call room for races it's the head down you don't want to look like you're looking at someone else in case they think, okay, well, you know, I have her beaten in my head kind of way. So I kind of just zone everyone out and just think to myself, how am I going to execute the race? And what did my coach tell me to do? 
and just remember that this is what I'm meant to do and then just think that you're there and you're as good as anyone else and if they're going to win you kind of have to make sure that they earn it and what, <laughs> so what's that's the, how I kind of do it what's, what's the song in the headphones do you have something on repeat or is it the same album uh, all the time or what is it yeah I have a warm up playlist so I just listen to that before every race and are you a heavy metal girl or hip hop or pop <laughs> or what is it um, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm, my playlist is very, very mixed. If you heard it, you'd probably be like, what is this? So it kind of starts off with kind of softer music when I'm just doing like my stretching and stuff. Yeah. And then when it comes to my drills, like everything is a lot faster and a lot louder. So it kind of gets you built up and gets you in the zone. Makes sense. Nice, we might get you to release it on Spotify soon then. <laughs> um, just in terms of, you're talking about preparation and how carefully you do it is there any time that it worked brilliantly for you and you felt like you got into that flow state what was your favorite race say um well this year i think my favorite race was uh the european team champs which was a senior race um it was in august um i actually ran the final on my 21st birthday so i think that was my favorite race that i'd say just say i've ever done you know like i was so so relaxed going into the environment of it like I knew every girl that I was racing in that race just from watching them on tv and I was just like just beforehand like my friends that were over there with me were just like Charlie you're not nervous like at under 23s you were so tense and I was like yeah but I'm here and you know it's the last competition like you know I've, I've nothing to lose kind of thing and I went out and ran that race and I just left everything on the line whereas I think when I was running in my own age group at the under 23s a couple of weeks beforehand I was very nervous and I was letting everything get to me and I was after that race I just said I'm never going to let this happen again you know I just wanted to be relaxed and I just didn't have anything to lose so I think that I'll take that mentality this year and hopefully it will push me on it a little bit yeah so you sort of entered that flow state almost that the outcome wasn't was almost safe in your head that you knew what you were doing you were comfortable in the environment um you're, you're going to bring it forward what are you going to do to bring it forward are you going to try and do the same routine or what what is going to make it you know almost an identical copy of that race what's going to make it more comfortable for you next time well i think because in that race it was the 400 meters i ran the 200 meters quick and i was like wow i'm actually you know i'm quicker than these girls at 200 meters so I'm doing a lot more endurance work this time of the year so I hadn't done that last year so I know that if my speed is there and I just push on my endurance that I'll actually be able to close the ground on these girls and then hopefully like you know it works works out like that I'll go into the race and I'll be confident that I'm good enough to be there and it's not just I'm not just making up a lane you know that kind of way so I think that will be what's going to push me on this year hopefully nice i'd like your expert opinion say if i was asking as a coach oftentimes we hear in sport you know high performance sport be it field sport on the court in track that well that individual is really fast or quick do you think that's a trainable sort of attribute or is it something that someone's born with you know was keith earls born quick and fast or did he train it and train it so You've, you've mentioned the word so often here that I was fast, quick. You know, you kind of have to be that in your game. So mm. were you born like that or did you have to work really hard in it? And where where do you kind of see that debate line? Which way on the axis do you fall? Um, no, I think you can train to be 
you know, quick. Like, uh, um, for me, I'm quite tall, so I have, like, a bit of an advantage when it comes to running the 400 metres. But when it comes to me racing girls who are running the 100 metres and they're shorter, they're going to beat me, you know, that kind of way. So my stride length is naturally very long because I am quite tall so I do think that's an advantage for me so I do think some bit of it is genetics but I do like I train six days a week you know like I'm not just run going out rocking up to the track and going to be everyone when I'm not training whereas I think because I train six days a week I'm giving myself the best shot to be able to be you know anyone else you're basically doing a first company Charlie aren't you <laughs> <laughs> Run, run, run. I agree with both. <laughs> talk, talk to us, tell myself and Kiran a little bit about kind of role models, people you looked up to growing up. You know, you're you're still very young, you know, and on the cusp of making big things in your in your sport. But who have you looked to maybe for advice or um, really as a role model in the, in the area of track and field? Um, I suppose I actually don't look too much into like what anyone else is doing. Now, I think at the moment that, like, I think the past few years, maybe, it's kind of weird, but Laura Moore is a GB athlete. She runs, I think, the 1500 and the 3K. And I suppose when I was watching her, like, for a couple of years, she was always coming fourth and, you know, fifth, and then she was coming third. And next thing, you know, she comes out and she's coming first. And I was like, whoa, I was like, you can actually do that. Like, you know you can be like because for me for years I was always coming second and you know third and I was always kind of going into competitions as the underdog now it is nice to be going in like that but I was never the one who would get the praise for you know I'm just an individual athlete like when I win a race the only person who's happy is me and my family you know and my supporters the other people in the race aren't delighted like you know because they haven't come first so I don't, I don't know how I'm after getting onto that point, but <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Role models, yes. Um, yeah, I haven't really ever looked up to anyone massively. Like I suppose you say bold, but within Irish athletics, there's not really been anyone like because I'm so new to the 400 meters. There's I've not done a lot of research into it and stuff. So I wouldn't say I have a role model who's a 400 meter athlete or anything. And what what do you prefer, two hundred or four hundred, and then and why do you prefer it if you do? Um, to be honest, I think I'm more suited to the four hundred meters, or at least everyone has told me so. Yeah. I would much prefer to run a two hundred meter race because it's over quicker and hmm. there's not as much lactic that you get from finishing it. Yeah. But I think I prefer the four hundred meters. There's, I'm not great like to start because I am so tall. Like when you say about coming out of the blocks, like I'm not strong in that. Like, so I think in the 400 meters, I have a lot more time to be able to, you know, fix the race. I guess. Yeah. So I prefer the 400 because I think this year I've definitely been a lot better than I have been at the two. Even though my 200 is still good, like around my second fastest time this year as well. So I still love the 200. And it definitely helps me with the four, with my speed and stuff. But I think for, you know, the future, I think the 400 will be my favourite event. Now, you've obviously, you've you've done so much. Of it. You're under 23 still, is that right, Charlene? Yeah, I am. Okay, and you've obviously, you've won, you know, and you've competed nationally, internationally. You've got quite a stellar sort of background behind you already. 
what are you what are you yeah. hoping to achieve in the next five to six years where is where is this career going um well hopefully in 2024 i qualify individually for the olympics now there obviously is an olympics in 2020 it's you know it's very close but i think if like there's such strong women in the 400 at the moment like you know you phil healy you sophie becker Tina manning there's just divisia patterson like there's such a long list of girls that could have such a good chance of making the olympics but without the incentive from Adetics Ireland, we're not, you know, going to come near even getting to race together, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. So we do kind of need, like, there's a lot of money placed on the women's four by 100 metres at the moment. But even though, like, there's a lot of girls in the 400, there's not much incentive there. But if you could get Adetics Ireland on board and we could all get a race in together, I do think it is possible for us to qualify for the Olympics. Um, then for me personally, the European seniors are this year as well in August. They're in Paris. Um, so that's where my short-term goal is. That's what I'm training for at this time of the year. You know, like that's my aim for the season. But yeah, like I spoke about 2024, I think I kind of have that in my head. Like if I make the Olympics, then great. Like that's what I've done to achieve. You know, like that's what I've done the sport to do. Like I want to be an Olympian. Yeah. Um, but I don't think for me personally, past 2024, if I haven't made the Olympics, you know, I'm not sure if I'll, you know, keep up the sport depending on how close I am to qualifying. Because at the end of the day, like I want to go traveling. Like I am young, but I do know that. I want to go traveling and I want to have all these opportunities that everyone else has as well. So come 2024, I think I'll be able to talk a bit more about what I'll be doing. Very good. Excellent. And I'd like to just ask a question. We ask a lot of our guests and it's about high performance and what does it mean to you? I think you're a perfect person to ask considering the background you have in UL, your links to athletics Ireland. So putting that to you, what does it high performance mean to Charlene Mosley? <laughs> Um, well, like high performance, like I suppose I am a high performance athlete, like with Athletics Ireland, I'm carried it on a, on a scholarship here in UL. Now, the supports that come with that is obviously great. Like I said earlier, like I'm currently trying to fix my nutrition, whereas last year I just wanted to run. Now, so this year, you know, for me, fixing my nutrition is key. And like I have the support from that. If I want to you know, fix my nutrition, I can do that in UL because I'm part of the scholarship or I can also do it with Athletics Ireland because I'm a carrier of that Yeah. And just things like, you know, being able to go for physio because I'm carried with Athletics Ireland or, you know, being able to get that access on campus because I'm a scholarship athlete. Like, you know, I do have an awful lot of benefits there for me. So, like, high performance to me is just having those, you know, available or you know, being able to access the, them kind of things. Oh yeah, perfectly. That's a great answer. Now, um, I'm gonna rob a, I'm gonna rob a question from Tony Gonzalez. Tony, I'm gonna give you a shout out on Instagram. Wide open, great, great podcast. Um, Hall of Famer, American footballer, and uh, he asks a, que a great question, Charlene, at the end of his new podcast. And I'm gonna ask you. We've been talking a lot about diet and nutrition. If you could pick a meal that's not healthy or a food that's not healthy, that you wanted it to be healthy, what's oh, yeah. that meal you're going to be eating? What is that food? 
Um, I'd have to say like a burger because like I don't know, can I pick a burger? Because you can, you like can, there's so wants, many different options. His wife actually on the podcast called Toby went into specifics on the type of burger. <laughs> even down to the brioche bun, how it was, whether it was crispy or soft. So you seem pretty keen. You can pick two as well if you want. <laughs> because like I obviously I really like food. Like it's when I went to my nutritionist, I had to tell him, like, you know, I eat out quite a lot because it's like my social thing to do. Like, you know, you're trying to like avoid drinking when you're in college and things like that, being honest. <laughs> so like my go to thing like is I go out for food with my friends. So when I met my nutritionist, I had to tell him, I was like, oh, look, these are the restaurants that I go to. So he had to look at the menus and has come back to me, you know, like with what's best to have and stuff. But I remember, like, I went to see him on just Wednesday, just gone. And it was, I was up in Dublin and I had never been to Bunsen. Oh, yeah. Giving them a shout out That's... here. <laughs> Bunsen, let's get some free burgers hooked up here in the UL in Dublin, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. After that bunch, and I was like, "Oh, I love burgers." So, <laughs> so bur- probably for burgers. <laughs> a burger, okay, a good greasy burger, but it's going to be healthy, so you can have that every day. That's your healthy one. <laughs> yeah. Charlene, um, thank you very much for taking the call today. You are somebody that's had to show great mental toughness and resiliency. You know, coming coming through twenty eighteen, having such a strong year, learning how to run fast. Um, I, I like what you said. You said you're not a puker, and. Um, <laughs> Look, we're wishing you all the best. We want to see you become an Olympic athlete in 2024 and looking forward to watching and seeing how your career blossoms. So thanks very much for taking the call from myself and Kiran and take care. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much, guys.